0: When two Division I athletes discuss the challenges and successes of navigating life after competing, you get conversations designed by athletes for athletes. I'm Don Sutton.
1: And I'm Brooke Beerhouse, sharing with the athletic community stories and insights to better understand life when your sport ends. Here to provide a dialogue into a topic that most athletes struggle to discuss, I'm Brooke Beerhouse. Alongside my co-host, Dawn Sutton, you are listening to this week's episode of When Your Sport Ends here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? This episode is all about the major skill that every athlete can leverage in their work and personal life.
0: Time management.
1: And scheduling, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, that goes
1: both ways. Time management and scheduling.
0: Yes, for sure.
1: But it's a skill that not very many athletes realize is a skill, especially student athletes. I don't think I realized how big of a skill it was until I started producing. And same with my editing. My gosh, the editing workflow. I don't know if I could do that without having the time management and keeping myself accountable which are skills that I learned as a student athlete.
0: Yeah. I uh, I mean, not only that too, right? But just sacrifices as well. Yeah. You have to give so much jam-packed into four years of your life where you're working out every single day and doing full-time student work.
1: It's a lot to take on and a lot of, uh, you know, you learn so much from that, but it's not something that is... Heavily talked about as a utilized skill. So part of time management Mm -hmm. that you already touched on is priorities. Yeah. Is knowing what our priorities are early on as student athletes and as any athlete, really, um, knowing that your workout is a priority. But now maybe that's changed a little bit. Um, Dawn, you've talked about before how your workout is still a priority because it's for mental health. So how do you? Mental
0: and physical.
1: Mental and physical, yeah. yeah. Got to look good.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah.
1: But how do you find yourself prioritizing work and your workouts?
0: I mean, really, you start with the week. What? Are, well, what I did was start with the week. You know, you identify the three biggest things that are happening within that week, and then you start working around it. I thought that I did a pretty good job of that uh, as far as that one goes. And then, uh, yeah, you make sure that you sprinkle in your workouts in where you can fit them. That's the beautiful thing about real world. It's easier in the sense that there's no longer uh, the team commitment where right. everybody's got to work out together. You can find your workout time during lunch, breakfast, dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I mean, first right thing after, in the morning, first yeah. thing in the morning, you know, and that's one of the awesome things about working out too. I'm sure everybody's familiar with, uh, either a two a day or early morning workout, you know, once you fall out of it, it's hard, but it's not as hard as you think to get back into waking up at five, five 30,
1: which you have a lot of experience getting back into the waking up early. So how do you get yourself ready to wake up at 5 30 when you know that you need to a couple weeks out like how do you start getting yourself back into that schedule of waking up early
0: man that's a good question uh
1: but you've done it so many times
0: yeah i mean i i started doing it last week honestly Mm -hmm. because covid right people tend to be sleeping in get to sleep in a little bit more you find more time than you usually have less
1: urgency less urgency yeah
0: Really, my thing, and I know it's not for everybody, four alarms.
1: Okay, That's the easiest it. way.
0: Yeah. Oh, you just set four alarms off. Well, a minute <laughs> after then, each other, or how oh, long do you give? Oh, I start them at like 4.30. If okay. I'm gonna get up at five, I start them at 4.30.
1: And then when's the second one?
0: Probably 4.45. And then 5, and then 5.15.
1: Yeah. (laughs) No, that's funny you said that's not for everyone because that is how I do it too.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like because you talk to people and some people hate it. Yeah. Just hate that kind of, I got to turn it on once and go, Mm -hmm. which I'll eventually roll into that, but to get back into it, I really need about three or four alarms. Yeah hmm
1: that's really funny that's, no i do that exact same thing
0: yeah i think of, uh when we were in college and mm-hmm. sometimes you have your teammates who sleep through their alarm
1: or and your you're in roommates. the same
0: room yeah oh man we had a guy who used to do that and it was it's like how did he get anything done <laughs> if you could sleep through your alarm i didn't get it yeah but, you know he uh I'm sure he's doing all right now for
1: you. Then that five 30, are you waking up early to work out? Is that why you prioritize getting up early or what, what is the five 30 mark for you? Why?
0: Honestly, I've found, and I think being an athlete, you're able to identify your body awareness mm-hmm. very well, but not just body awareness. Um, your overall surroundings mornings are the most productive time for me. Uh It's when you're least distracted. So um, usually that's when I get the work done. Yep. And then go to lunch and work out. And then you come back and you basically reset your day, which feels great to me from a mental health perspective. Sure. I know it doesn't work for everybody, especially with people's schedules.
1: And that brings us to that golden nugget of information which is know your time strengths because circadian rhythm is different for everybody. Um, your energy, and especially when you're looking at cortisol levels, are different for most people and body types. And um, that's a subtopic that we could definitely get further into one of these days. Um,
0: you got to defi- define arcadian circadian rhythm. Circadian rhythm. Circadian? Circadian. Circadian rhythm. Yeah. Define
1: that. Okay, so circadian rhythms are physical, mental, and behavioral changes that follow a daily cycle. They respond to light and darkness um, and your environment. And so when most people talk about circadian rhythm, they're talking about your sleep habits. And a large part of that is also your energy levels. And primarily, most most humans, um, you hear people say, like, I'm a night owl or mm-hmm. I'm a morning bird, whatever. And there's actually a lot of truth to that. Um, It depends on like your personality types and environments and what you grew up with. But a lot of athletes are morning people and tend to have that morning uh, energy and they utilize that time. So I know that my best work times when I focus is from 8 a.m. until 1130. It's like three and a half hours. And I'm not talking about workout times. That is... Truly editing or um, you know responding to emails. If I need to write grants,
0: just anything.
1: That's my focus time. Mm-hmm. And if I don't get eight to eleven thirty, I can obviously get into you know a workflow. But it's I don't I'm not my most creative during that time. Um, and then conversely, there are people who feel most creative from you know five p.m. until nine p.m. So, it's really just understanding and identifying when you are your most energized and creative or um, efficient, I suppose. I mean, yours is the same too, right? You work wise, you like to get things finished in the morning and then you're more fluid at, in the evening, right?
0: Yeah. And I think, I mean, that goes back to I think I've always just trained myself to be like that. Yeah. You know, in the, in the evenings, I want to unwind completely. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you're
1: able to because priorities mm-hmm. right now aren't you know other things like you don't have to go work out after work because you have the you made it a priority to have a work schedule that works with your life
0: yeah which I think
1: is I mean easier said than done but mm-hmm. you've been good about that
0: oh yeah which
1: I mean, I've been inspired to do as well <laughs> to turn it off because yeah. I don't always turn it off
0: yeah props to everybody who can work out after. Work. Yeah. I think that's why a lot of people end up working out early, mm-hmm. early morning before work, too. Mm-hmm. Just gets the day going.
1: Yeah. Which actually brings us to our next point, which is reevaluating time management through free time. Mm-hmm. And this is expe- especially relevant right now with COVID and quarantining, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of work from home. You have the ability to reevaluate your time management. And maybe end up you know making those work hours a little bit different or unusual in that sense than Mm -hmm. the typical nine to five if your job allows
0: yes i think that's a big one right yeah yeah it's uh it's a unique time but i think that it's also eliminated a lot of the water cooler talk if you will to now being on slack or um I don't know, Microsoft Teams, those those uh, chat groups, which still cuts it out, mm-hmm. it's cu- still cuts out a lot of time and gives you a little bit more time to think about what truly is your focus and whether or not your objectives have changed within the work environment or whether or not you should keep going the current course.
1: And I do want to go back to when you were talking about your weekly goals and how you write out three main goals that you want to make sure you set each week. And I just want you to kind of walk us through a little bit why that is important for you The to write out on, is it Monday when you first start your goals or do you do it on Sundays?
0: 8 a.m. 8 a.m. That's, that's oh. my, I use my schedules on my phone. To just hit me with an alarm, say now's the time to start.
1: On Monday or Sunday? Monday. Okay, so Monday, Monday you write down what you want to do for the week.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And why three goals, or do you do more? What do you?
0: I think it. I think three makes you think of the work week in a more at a more high level mm-hmm. versus these are the three things I need to do today tomorrow. Thursday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, I think when you group them together because what I've found as far as all of my goals go, there seems to be you finish it well or you kind of finish it, you do some research and then it appears to be a whole lot deeper of a I don't know process than you originally intended. Mm-hmm. And I find that happening a lot. So being able to identify what the weekly goal is and set realistic weekly goals is, has helped me from the standpoint of um, being able to perform better in my personal opinion. And yeah, what about you?
1: Well, it's funny because I kind of have an imprint of I would call it weekly, monthly goals Mm -hmm. but for the most part I find myself writing down goals for each day and I just heard you say that's not really how you like to do it but it's different because yeah, teach their own Um, for me it's it's easier for me to I find myself Monday through Thursday honestly being really productive and having sort of a schedule set for a daily what I'd like to get done. Mm-hmm. And I also, that flows over into a weekly what I'd like to get done. And then I just delegate the days because some projects are four days worth of time and setting aside maybe an hour or 30 minutes of work on a certain project. And for me, that's how I work best. I like to do a bunch of different type of work instead of just sitting out of the computer and doing one thing until it's finished. And I know that about myself, but I know that because of experience and from being a student athlete, because mm-hmm. I think that, that would be the same whenever I'd study. I couldn't really study for, you know, four hours for a test where a lot of my friends could be in the library or at the student learning center for like four or six hours just studying the one test that they had tomorrow. And I don't do well like that. Yeah. Yeah. So so knowing, you know, how you do um, and how you perform, I think that's really important when you're thinking about scheduling.
0: So you think that your goals, your daily goals are more um, specific?
1: They are more specific. Okay. Yeah. I tend to think of the big what I want to get done, but then what are the little steps that I need to make sure I finish? And little things like... If there's stuff that I don't like to do, I like to get it done
0: mm-hmm.
1: beginning of the week because maybe there's more to it that'll happen throughout the week, and I'll just I change. And this is, uh, you know, a self-employed, luckily benefit of you know having my own company is being able to change as I see fit or like that. I was, that I'm gonna be able to be efficient on that day. So I am pretty fluid with my scheduling. If there's mm-hmm. something that's just not working. I'll work on something else or um, get back to it and, and things like that. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's how I schedule.
0: So was this podcast a part of your three goals for today?
1: For today, yes. I knew we were going to record. Fun fact, this is a Friday. Mhm. Yep. And I knew we were going to record on Friday and I'd have time to edit it. Nice. Yeah. I love where this conversation is going, but we need to take a really quick break to check in with our sponsors. While you're waiting this out at home, you can still have some fun betting with our partner, betonline.ag.
0: No NBA, NHL, or MLB. But don't worry. BetOnline still has hundreds of games, events, and sports to wager on. NASCAR is back. UFC, online casino with poker and blackjack. Chess! There's still fun to be had. So go on to betonline.ag and use promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag.
1: Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. It's different for you, it's different for me. One thing is certain every day there's an opportunity to win. Just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Everyday grab-and-go, everyday giftable, everyday fun. The new lucky number scratcher from the Virginia Lottery. 32 chances to win $500,000 plus four bonus games. Stop by your closest retailer and check it out. For odds and more information, visit valottery.com. So, uh, another aspect that we haven't touched on, and I've told well, I've told you about this, so I'm curious after I explain how I think it's relevant in my career right now, if it's also relevant for you. When I was training and competing in college, in high school, and honestly, even in middle school, I have a running daily log that I could put in what my times were, what the workout was, and then weekly mileage would all total up at the end. And it was a really good way for me to keep track of progress and it was a really good way for me to look back on if i was starting to feel an injury come up because i tend to be someone who looks past injuries and doesn't really confront it until it's past where you should confront the injury Mm -hmm. and um so for me whenever i would be writing things down i'd feel a little like twinge or something i'd know that it wasn't right and Mm -hmm. so yeah so daily i would always write down how i was feeling the mileage and what the workout was and then I could also go back see what if I was hitting those times better and now I don't keep track of my workouts it's just not um as important to me I suppose to know exactly what I'm doing I I try to intuitively well, it's time
0: consuming it's
1: time consuming and I try to intuitively figure out okay so this run felt better and I'll mm-hmm. think back on what have I done leading up to this? Like my nutrition was probably better this week or, you know, things. I still revert back to that, but I found myself doing weekly, the weekly writing of goals and just kind of a, a daily, we've talked about the rose, rose, thorn bud mm. on the podcast before. And there's an episode of Further Down, if you haven't heard that one yet, I do use gratitude as figuring out day-to-days as well and going back on them, but a part of after my gratitude journal, I like to write down what I got done that day that mm. felt like a really good accomplishment or goal. What is a good What to one.
0: do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like that.
1: Do you find yourself doing that, writing down? Or did you have no. a, a log for I, swimming?
0: I have never really... I've tried writing in journal, mm-hmm. but I, I, I struggle to keep up to it. I just don't... I don't know what it is, but... It it may be the way I was raised as Mm -hmm. far as just not having, my parents never really had me focus on writing, if you will, or even reading um, as much as other things. Mm -hmm. So it just, I, I never, I never took it upon myself to physically train myself to write a journal long. I've tried and I just, at the end of the day, it kind of fizzles out bullet but points though yeah you do bullet, do points. bullet points i do bullet points but like yeah like what what i like to do mm-hmm. is i make a little checkbox and you can check it off which is kind of like achievement
1: it is it's, it's task making the task thing, oriented yeah. i have
0: uh especially at work i have five or six notebooks of just bullet points that are checked off now, and
1: do you go back to see? Never. Look through? Okay.
0: Never. Oh, no.
1: Over that's and the,
0: done. Yeah, over and done. Okay. And I think that that's probably why I had switched over to this model of three mm-hmm. things for the week to focus on that are big. Because at the end of the day, your task list can just add yeah. up. I mean, when I looked at taxes, I have a K1, I have a 1099. 1099- dividend i Mm -hmm. have dozens of tax forms and you're either waiting to hear back or you organize and then kind of those small little tasks become more and more little tasks and um sometimes you just need to reprioritize well for me Mm -hmm. sometimes you just need to reprioritize that task and say taxes aren't actually due till july 15th this year yeah Let's postpone that bad boy. (laughs) Let's start figuring out what that is and then maybe find a more obtainable goal for that week.
1: That's interesting. I think maybe too, it's funny because I do not frequently, but I do find myself going back to look at the tasks if I have a list of what I've done, Mm -hmm. because I like to see how if it was effective for me, how I planned out everything and how I worked in this kind of goes back to just always I am kind of my own boss so it's keeping on top of Mm -hmm. my own skills and making sure that like I am using it most effectively um and if there are ways to change or maybe I figured out that the editing for that day wasn't great because I for whatever reason you know didn't focus on it or this or that um so I kind of use it to reevaluate and remind myself of what works and what doesn't work for My own career. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. All very important skills that you learn from being a student athlete and something that we wanted to touch on because as people are looking for jobs in the job market right now, make sure you do it sounds silly, but and maybe just a parent, but make sure you write down that you were a student athlete and or maybe even just saying on your resume that you have time management skills tied into being a student athlete or other ways that you have utilized that skill. I think going forward, knowing that you can keep track of your own time management, especially in a workforce that is going to be a lot of working from home, would be a skill that most employers are going to start looking towards.
0: Definitely. It's uh, one of those skills that have other skills that feed off of it Mm -hmm. whether it be a leadership or um, just team oriented you know holding people accountable Mm -hmm. because you realize that your time's important now if you guys have other opinions please feel free to reach out to us
1: (laughs) yeah we're always here to listen and if you would like to share your story we are here we want to hear about whatever topics are most important to you please reach out on instagram at when your sport ends you can also reach us at the believe podcast network uh, believe.com and we you know we are facilitating this dialogue but we want you to be a part of
0: it for sure this is a community
1: One of my favorite accessories when I'm traveling and working abroad is my Skyroam Solis, but lately I haven't been traveling.
0: Is that that orange puck you've been using on our road trips?
1: Yes, that orange puck is actually a Wi-Fi hotspot and it allows for me to get my work done and have Wi-Fi even when we're in some sketchy service area. The Skyroam Solis and Skyroam accessories are all 20% off when you use the code Brooke at skyroam.com. The link for that is in our bio and it's also in the description of the podcast. All of our advertisers And the codes will be in the description on the podcast.